John Barkley comes up to receive the trophy. This, for the Scarlet's fans, is simply great to watch. They were outplayed in the first half by a Tudor side that picked and win. The 1872 Cup back in Edinburgh hands. They've beaten Glasgow. The first team in 17 attempts to come to Dublin and get a win. How good is that for you? Oh, it's great. All I'm getting at the moment are players shouting, knock on, offside, tackle out the ball. We're in the wrong sport for that. The Zebo special gets it wide to Earls. And Earls from here means only one thing. The best stadium I've ever played in, the best atmosphere, the, the best supporters. Hopefully one day I'll be back. should of course apologise to any Munster fans listening. Uh, they'll have something to say about whether Leinster are going to be in the final as the Scarlets come again. Oh, brilliant offload. It's Brady with a stroll in under the sticks. Oh, look, it's, it's been a roller coaster um, here all my life. 47-10. Jeez, I thought I was in dreamland when we won the Pro 12. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Uh, hi guys, Happy New Year, uh, welcome to 2019 and welcome to the Outside Centres. Uh, there's a huge amount of rugby ahead of us, we're kind of, uh, we're just collapsing under the weight of the amount of rugby we could talk about. So it's almost impossible to choose where we'll start, but we're going to we're going to talk this week about the upcoming European fixtures. So there's two rounds left uh, in the Champions Cup and we're going to have a look back at the last two weeks uh, of the Pro 14 and we're going to tie it all in and we're going to make it all seem related somehow. So sweet, so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> and it's all going to be part of some, like, like God's picture of rugby effectively mm, mm, mm. of how these things usually go. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. So uh, I suppose we'll start uh, the game on Saturday for Pool 1, Lancer Toulouse. We can spin back to it, but let's not waste too much time in Leinster Toulouse. Toulouse are playing really well. Uh, Toulouse beat Leinster when Leinster was away in Toulouse. Toulouse are coming to Dublin. Johnny Sexton, World Player of the Year, isn't playing. Um, Leinster will still be favourites, but it wouldn't be the, it wouldn't shock the world if Toulouse won. No, Toulouse have been playing outstandingly in Europe. They've been playing outstandingly and also in the top 14. Uh, yeah, they've just come off a win uh, against Eugene, but they've been... Playing, it seems the old Toulouse are back. Yes. So yeah, they're, yeah. they're coming back into their, the pedigree that they had. I know when these, the pool one was drawn, everyone was like, oh, there's so many ex-winners in the pool, but realistically they've all fallen off, apart from Leinster. Toulouse are making people kind of look again at that. Yes. But uh, definitely, yeah, definite resurgence in Europe for Toulouse. So it's going to make for it fantastic. Yeah. And it's what's interesting about this group and why we're starting with it is because of the knock-on effects of what happens. Because both Toulouse and Leinster are going to go through. They're yeah. so far ahead. Uh, of the other two is it Wasps and Bath who kind of did themselves no favours in the group stages and are effectively out mm. so they'll gather enough points that they'll definitely go through one, one and two but the problem of course is that there are only three second place uh, exactly. places available so have a quick, we're going to have a quick look through the other groups and, and just shed light on some of the people who you think oh of course we'll go through to the quarterfinals who won't necessarily yeah. be uh, safe. I suppose a lot of people's expectation would have been that Leinster would run, run away with that group and Toulouse might stumble a bit. So Toulouse would be in the hunt, maybe, for a second place. Yeah. Uh, it, what has skewed it, I suppose, a bit is that Toulouse is now definitely getting that second place. Sorry, or Leinster is definitely getting that second place. Yeah, so, yeah. so <clears throat> depending on how this week's games goes, I mean, yeah, Toulouse from the last two games, um, they're going to get enough points. Um, they, they play against Bath next week, so, I mean... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're, they're, they're definitely fine. So if we yeah. move on then to like what other people would have thought uh, is a similar kind of uh, example. So we've got Saracens and Glasgow uh, yeah. are at the top of Pool 3. Now Saracens are at the top and Saracens would be expected to win their next two games. At the minute, Glasgow are on 14 points. And what's interesting about that is Glasgow 
uh, have uh, have their fixture at the weekend, which they win. They'll win. They pro- maybe get five points from it. So they yeah. get nineteen. Uh, but then they actually have to go and face Saracens in London, where they yeah. potentially leave with nothing, and then they're on nineteen. So yeah. remember that number. And this is being generous. To true, true. So and yeah, that number that puts them in. I don't know where it puts Saracens, puts Saracens at 25, 26 or something more, maybe. Yeah. So yeah, Glasgow uh, are hosting Cardiff. Uh, it looking at last week's results, Glasgow lost to Treviso in Treviso, but. They lost 20-17, to 17, which if you're expecting if they'd been trading scores all game, would have been fine. But Glasgow were up 17-6 at one point. So to kind of, they maybe took the foot off the gas a little bit and then all of a sudden let Treviso back into the game. So I feel Glasgow kind of had one eye on making sure oh. they get five points out of this game. At least, Cardiff. but they need the five because they, they might the get nothing from Saracens. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So they're really kind of having an onus on this game. Um, and it's, it's nice this year that Glasgow aren't just giving up on Europe and are really making a stated case for it. So that, that was the cop of a real fan, by the way, yeah. out there supporting the Pro 14 all through the Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I, I was at the last game, no? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> oh, you made one. Oh, you yeah, did yeah, make oh, one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. then, if you move on to Group Four, so uh, this Rassing, is where Rassing, so Rassing running away with it, and now Ulster on 14 points. Uh, looking for the second uh, spot now here yep. again you have an interesting situation because Ulster will be relatively confident but they're home to Racing potentially they get nothing there and now this that's very negative but potentially they get nothing there and then they're away to Leicester now Leicester were, are out of the hunt but facing Leicester and Leicester if the media uh, call on Leicester to put on yep. uh, or insult I don't know the British uh, rugby press has sometimes a way of inciting the way the French rugby press does of inciting performances from teams who perhaps they think aren't performing well but you know obviously the manager uh, with a rational mind says well to hell with it we I mean but it, is, it yeah. is Jordan Murphy so like, well, you can trust his rugby mind but also um, since he's obviously Leicester hadn't been doing particularly well um, mm. Jordan Murphy was brought in um, at the beginning of the season uh, as the interim head coach over Christmas was made the permanent head coach or just before Christmas um, they seem to have slightly turned things around in the premiership so maybe that placates them enough that they're happy enough to just do well in the Premiership and yes. then kind of steady ship at home before you do it abroad. So, um, <laughs> as an Irish rugby fan, I'm hoping that that's the approach he's yes. taking and also have a good chance now. But, um, and he's probably an Irish rugby fan as well. So, just look at that then again. Ulster 14, home to Racing. Assuming, I mean, Racing are a superior side. Assuming yeah. Racing win, but Ulster get a, get, uh, get a point. Puts Maybe a losing bonus point, yeah. And then, and then away to Leicester. Away to Leicester. They lose. Uh, no, they win. Let's say they win, but, uh, but not, don't get a bonus, bonus point. That points. puts them on puts them plus five and puts them also on 19. 19. You can see where this is going, yeah. obviously. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> And this hasn't where. been mapped out in advance. <laughs> so, sorry, especially towards the end, I'm going to, going to take maths, a bit quick, quick thinking <laughs> to, to get one size to 19. But yeah. So then... But I think it's fantastic um, for, yeah, for, fantastic from an Irish rugby perspective that Ulster are really kind of people had written them off after last season I know I'd kind of towards the end of last season I was a big homer for them I thought they're actually they weren't missing too many pieces this is only proving it now they got one or two more pieces with Marty Moore coming back in the front row they got Jordy Murphy coming up from um, from Leinster and they had uh, Billy Burns coming over and they really kind of stayed the ship and then on top of that you have Will Addison being virtuous like just so so fantastic this year kind of making his uh, first Ireland caps as well really shown that there is mm. real strength in the back line there uh, and Spate I know I think he's finishing up now uh, heading back to Super Rugby soon but um, there's definite strength in that Ulster squad yeah, I think well, it's only a few missing pieces that they had 
yeah, I suppose they had a particularly bad year last year uh, for yeah. the Paddy Jackson reason. Yeah. And uh, then there was this, this sudden investment in them, and maybe it was an overinvestment. But I suppose what's also forgotten is that they lost Ruben Pinar. So, yeah. respect for Paddy Jackson, they're probably not going to have a great season trying to adapt to that last no, season exactly, anyway. Exactly. Well, they have, well, yeah, I think a lot of onus was put on John Cooney, and he's definitely stood up. And mm. he's, he's, I, thought, yeah, I think he'd probably be the first to say he's not on the same level, but he's, yeah, he's a very No, he's not on the same man, level. Yeah. But, I mean, I think the, the whole fact of losing the right half as well and just kind of everything being very shaky up there he was able to help right the ship and he was uh, kind of, he, he was a personality that they could kind of rally around so I think that was um, that's really kind of helped Ulster from last season progress on mm. but yeah so they're, they're looking like they may, could make the playoffs this year in Europe yes uh, so then we move on to group 5 so group 5 was at the very start group 5 was the sensational group because Newcastle uh, looked like they were oh, running yeah, away with nowhere. It, beating the two French yeah. sides but that was it for Newcastle yeah. they're uh, sitting on 8 Toulon are on 6 Toulon are out uh, then Montpellier are on 11 and Edinburgh on 15 so the yeah. top two are Edinburgh and Montpellier so the next games are Toulon hosting Edinburgh Edinburgh do need the points to be sure so and they'll get the points Toulon, yeah, Toulon, Toulon right. are I actually up. happen to disagree I think that the, the Toulon are so mad and they're uh, so erratic no, but it's, and home so, for, uh, think, why Why would they bother winning is a good question I'm just saying that they could win so they are already <laughs> focusing on who they're going to be bringing in next season because they're bringing in all the big names from, down, uh, from the Southern Hemisphere rugby so mm. I think they they already have kind of one eye on next season, and then it's they're French, it's rugby. They're they feel they're being beaten. So. Right. Okay. So let's. But then to to uh, there will be a reason for this. We work out very quickly. Yeah. But just to humour me, okay. I'd say that Toulon don't just roll over and die, and Edinburgh just get four points. They just don't get. get yeah. Okay. Oh, what are they on nineteen? Uh, that would put them. That would actually oh, wow. put them on nineteen. <laughs> yeah. Then Montpellier hosts Newcastle, from which they will get five. Yeah. So that will put them on 16. And then the weekend after that, Newcastle hosts Toulon. They'll both be it. doesn't matter what happened yeah, there. Matter. happens there. But then you'll have Edinburgh on 19 and Montpellier on 16. And Edinburgh hosts Montpellier. Yeah. And Montpellier will need the four or five to definitely get through. Yeah. And if they do that, and obviously they're one of the best teams in Europe. So, and Edinburgh, mm. as much as Edinburgh are playing incredibly well. Yeah. Uh, before the championship started, you would have definitely bet on Montpellier to win that must-win game against Edinburgh. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, yeah. Uh, at that point, you ha- would have Montpellier leapfrogging Edinburgh and leaving Edinburgh on 19 points. There you go. So we're saying there's no losing bonus point? Well, <laughs> for the purpose of okay. the maths, yeah. I would say. <laughs> well, to be fair, I'm not giving other losing bonus points yeah, to the other yeah, side. This fair. is just it's okay. illustrative. It's yes, illustrative. Yes. So it's three so, teams on 19 points. So then pool two, pool possibly two. the most evenly distributed points, but sorry, the, the most evenly distributed points in uh, the European Cup. Yeah, I think it was last week we were talking, uh, it was sorry, just before Christmas, Christmas our yeah. last show, we were talking about how before Gloucester and uh, before Gloucester and Exeter yeah. uh, played each other, that uh, who was ahead? I think it was Exeter were ahead? No, Gloucester were ahead. Gloucester were ahead. Yeah, and if Gloucester had beaten Exeter, it would have put them in the hunt. Exactly. Gloucester, yeah, Gloucester uh, were in second, I think, uh, and Cast were in third. Um, and then, yeah. Uh, Exeter decided to ruin Glasses party. Yeah, so now to use the most, what's happening in this group is that you've got Munster at the top and then you've got Cast uh, second, and there's a drop down to uh, Glasser and Exeter both in eight. So. Well, yeah, well, there's not much of a drop down though. So Munster on 12 points, uh, Cast on true, nine, yeah. Glasser on yeah, yeah, eight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I suppose, I, but I suppose what I'm trying to illustrate there is that uh, the expectation is that maybe they've wiped themselves out because had. 
uh, Gloucester actually beat Nexus or they'd be on 12 and in the hunt yeah. at 8 what they both need um, if they're hoping to get through in second they both need 5 points for the next 2 games so the next mm-hmm. 2 games are Gloucester, uh, Gloucester and Exeter take on Munster and Cast in both fixtures yeah. so the two English sides versus the other two sides so what you'll see there is I mean it is, it is potentially possible that Gloucester and Exeter win both those games if they do it puts both of those on 18 let's say if they yeah. get 5 points so then you've got 2 teams on 18 uh, joined first whatever the difference the uh, point score difference then that would decide between yeah. them now most people think that's unlikely to happen uh, Munster will win one of the games so yeah this is the thing I not to ruin your perfectly uh, laid out plans <laughs> I didn't get to 19 there but um, <laughs> I will though easily with Cass because if Cass so wins, I, no, I think Cass, if Cass wins this next two games it gets yeah, to 19 yeah. and then if Munster wins this next two games it gets to 22 so, so that would put I'm going to stop 19. you right there though yeah I think Gloucester could rain on Munster's parade this weekend you see that's yeah there's no reason because Gloucester if they I mean Gloucester if they, do are, that, if they do that they effectively can put Munster out so if we're looking at the last round, um, cast host Gloucester, which you'd have to feel cast win, right? Yeah, of course. Um, but Gloucester hosts Munster this Friday. Yeah. Munster played a lot of their top players in the uh, in the Interpros over Christmas. They put out a... Okay, they didn't care against the game uh, against Ulster up in Ravenhill. They didn't care, so as a result, they were fine. They eyed up the Leinster game put full strength squad out for that and they put a pretty full strength squad out for the uh, Connacht game so they didn't really rest that many players during the Interpros over Christmas which some of the other teams might have done mm. like if you look at the Christmas results even in the in the Premiership and in the Top 14 uh, and yeah then the Pro 14 as well there's definitely some um, some strategic uh, player selections so I mean I, I know as a Leinster fan I, I might be, still be a bit sour from what happened on the 28th Um but I think Munster aren't looking too strong. <laughs> well, we go, we're going to talk about the mm. Pro 14 games in just a bit, but... But just for the, for the sake of maths there, I think, think Munster... going to... Yeah, I mean, it is interesting. Munster actually haven't had a particularly good uh, no. European Championship. So, There's a kind of an expectation that because the other two are on eight points, they'll give up. If they don't, Munster are in trouble. But I think Gloucester wins, so that would put, that would put Munster on 17. Yeah, I, I think that it's unlikely that Exeter actually thought that they could qualify. And then when they did beat Gloucester, they were just yeah. delighted. There was a bit of local pride yeah. in the fact that they beat Gloucester. They I think care. that probably took the wind out of Gloucester's sails. And Gloucester, looking at eight points, I think that it is, it is such mm-hmm. uh, so far-fetched that we get through and get five points for the next two games. I think they're probably going to check out, would be my expectation. And I think Piani's back this week. Which will get so I think Cass and Munster are going to do quite well. They're both going to get ten points. Okay. We'll put Cass on nineteen okay. points. Okay. <laughs> so then, what what this looks? And by the way, I mean this is this is going to be very close. To actually, what does happen? But yeah, well, potentially, potentially. What we're going to have is uh, the second place team to go through will be either the top second place team or the uh, on uh, team to go through will be Toulouse or Leinster, and then you have four teams battling for two places based on very, very small margins and that would be Cast, Glasgow, Ulster and Edinburgh by this analysis or potentially Montpellier. Okay. So, yeah, no, that was just to illustrate there's still a lot to play for. Absolutely. It's no, <laughs> a long-winded way of explaining. It's still a lot to play for. But no, it, but that's not about the games that we're playing. That's no, not so about the Brother Dingens. You know, in, the, in the sense that everything's still to play for in <laughs> amongst... If you're, if you're the top two in your pool at the moment you have a chance essentially is what we're saying yeah <laughs> but uh, if you're not one of the top two unless you're in pool two 
Uh, yeah, you're done. You're done. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's going to definitely be an interesting um, set of games coming up. So um, you were saying, so. yeah, you were saying there that so we had uh, there are two Pro 14 games uh, before the European games. So there's one just after Christmas and there's one just yeah. after New Year's, yeah. and uh, they just happened. And you were talking there about how Munster beat Leinster. Uh, down at Thomond 26-17 wasn't that the, the final result yeah. do you remember uh, you were it, watching it with me do you remember w- w- it? <laughs> was, was it rug match or was it a UFC fight night uh, it, got a bit, it got a bit heated I'd say yeah um, I mean we, we were watching like, I mean we were unaware um, as as we don't, we don't waste our time on social media when we're watching rugby we're just watching rugby no exactly. we're just drinking but uh, <laughs> we're just watching rugby. watching rugby I was Cinemas. brought to our attention with somebody who was on social media not paying attention to the match that people were pointing out that the ref was actually a former monster yeah, player which former monster player from which yeah. I mean, I know it was nice to see Johnny Sexton pulling Joey Carberry away from the rest of the fighting. I mean, he, he's still looking after him. Yeah, he treated Ian Manigan. Yeah, <laughs> but, but no, I, it was. But I think before, uh, what was interesting, what's interesting about the, this is that there's an expectation. You're talking there about resting players. There's this expectation that teams will rest players. Lancer definitely did rest their players. Yeah, but you're saying Munster didn't. And what's interesting with that is I did go back and have a look. Yeah, uh, because the expectation would be that coming up to Europe, if pe- people are rest- if teams are resting players, then you'll have more unusual uh, results. And mm. if you go back to the 2015-2016 season when this uh, when these fixtures were happening, you had a very strange uh, weekend just after Christmas when uh, four mm-hmm. of the games the away teams won, which is highly highly unusual. Mm-hmm. In this includes mm-hmm. Ospreys beating Scarlets yeah. in Park uh, Park Scarlets. So the uh, so we okay. did see that for you know, three years ago that it does have an impact yeah that, and, uh, sorry, and just to show that it excuses the statistics as much as it does like, that was back when it was still only 12 teams so sorry, there was yes, six yeah. matches so yeah. like, two thirds of them were yeah. away wins which is a crazy statistic for mad yeah. yeah and even the uh, yeah so the yeah so I, when you look at that and then when, afterwards uh, so they had their New Year's games in that season there were three away wins out of six so half okay. of them were away wins uh, which included Munster over Ulster in Belfast and then we're beating Glasgow I think um, as well at that point Ulster were they, they weren't nearly as strong as they were now and Munster were still quite strong I mean like they, they would have had a lot more Irish representation back then as well yeah well I think sorry, yeah absolutely um, and I think what's interesting though when you look at it year on year is that it, uh the fixtures after in case anyone's thinking of trying to make money out of this which is kind of like the gambling aspect is yeah. it actually it righted itself uh, the years after mm. so you see that uh, when it became the Pro 14 you did have three away wins just after Christmas but the New Year's fixtures for uh, the New Year's fixtures for both years yeah. were all uh, home wins apart from uh, two away wins on the first sorry on the 6th of January so what you can see is that it's the question to be asked there is well back three years ago when people were like well this is an interesting window where yeah. uh, players are being rested for Europe um, was that the only time that could be taken advantage of because it seems that if you like a version of game theory has taken into uh, effect where yeah. people know how you're going to respond well, what team you're going to put out and they put out whatever team like they know that okay uh, Leinster's going to put out a B team effectively yeah. but you really want to kill yourself beating that B team because it's not going to be a bad B team. But well, Munster clearly decided that they wanted to go that route this year. Well, like, I mean, obviously they want to win at home. It's supposed to be a home pride. Yeah, yeah true. And, uh, and I, I think I do as, as much as it pains me to say I do think the fact that Munster beat Leinster uh, is a good thing um, in this 
idea, and I, I, like we've talked about it, how the Leinster Monster rivalry in the past, it's it's been quite Leinster heavy recently, which is good. Mm. Um, but also that they're no longer in the same conference, so it really doesn't have too many knock-on effects. But the uh, I think yeah, in, in this most well, recent game, the interesting, but isn't the interesting thing about this window uh, when there are the Pro 14 games before the European games? Yeah. is the interesting thing that actually that's the only window that Munster can beat Leinster in. Yeah. So when yeah, you're yeah, saying yeah, that it's interesting that they put out this strong side, it actually turns out that the only two games they've won in the last, what, four years against yeah. Leinster have been in the window before Europe True. in Thomond. In so, Thomond, yeah. So, in the, so yes. they have to put out a strong side because this is actually, this is uh, it's almost their benchmark game. I mean, this yeah. is, uh, to, to win that, I suppose, solidifies your place as coach, whatever. I don't know. They, yeah, they, yeah, the yeah, right yeah, play, yeah. plays about you down a monster, <laughs> do they? <laughs> no, yeah, it's, uh, it's much more passionate-based rather than statistics-based, that's mm. to say down there. So, um, no, yeah, but it's interesting. Um, it's Yeah, so we were looking at the statistics and since twenty the 2015-2016 season, including that season, uh, Leinster and Munster have played each other nine times. and No, sorry, seven times. No, nine times and uh, Munster have only won twice. Right, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Nine times and, and both, only yeah. twice, yeah. So it's, and it's within that window. But I suppose, as I was saying, there doesn't seem to be much gambling money to be made from that. No. The games become a lot closer, statistically. So if there was an over-under, there's certainly money perhaps to be made in that. They become closer, uh, The but still the home team tend, tends to win, or the expected favourite. I mean, the home team rule doesn't work, obviously, when they start playing Zebra away or what have you. But, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then, I suppose that was an interesting piece as well uh, about last week's games. That the, so the South African teams hadn't been playing over Christmas, so we mm. were seeing only um, only six games. Uh, yeah, too hot. Only, they're having too much fun. No, but this is summer. But there's <laughs> there's only six uh, games played over Christmas most weeks until last week when they finally kicked back in. And mm. yeah, so the Cheetahs travelled up and played Zebra and beat Zebra. Yeah, um, but the Kings shouldn't have bothered coming back up. Uh, they lost thirty eight nil to Edinburgh. Um, so like, yeah, I suppose there's not much that you can draw from these results. Um, well, I mean, Scarlets have been poor. Uh, well, what's interesting? Yeah, I suppose the only the big takeaway from Pro 14, apart from the fact that okay, during this period when you expect crazy results, they didn't happen. Yeah, uh, is that well, apart from one, I mean, Scarlets are out of Europe and they lost five. Was it 34 to uh, Cardiff Blues at home? I mean, whatever's yeah. happening in Scarlets. I mean, they yeah. were last year. It's shocking to think they were. They thought they could be the champions. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. It, it's absolutely crazy. Played, yeah. But like, uh, they played Leinster in the same final of the European Championship uh, uh, in Dublin. They were never going to win. Well, no, if they could win in Dublin. Yeah. Yeah. They well, they have the won in the year before. Yeah. They have won in Dublin. So, um, yeah. but like, I know I've mentioned it before, but I, like, what have the Welsh rugby union done? They've given him the job already after Gatlin leaves uh, Pivik. Yeah, uh, yeah. And he's decided to bring his whole crew with him, and now they're just. Are they just going well, maybe they're just phoning it in, is the problem. Yeah, so maybe, yeah. I mean, so, they do have the CVs. If, if I was Lee Happeny, I know Lee Happeny was injured over the winter break. Um, he, I think he was recovering from concussion like symptoms or something along those, along those lines. I need to double check that. But uh, yeah, not great for Scarlet's. But um, um, so just but yeah. yeah, so just to, just to remind you all then about the weekend. This entire podcast was brought to you by the number nineteen. By the number nineteen. <laughs> uh, so well, look out that, for so second, look out the bench second row. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, it's probably, yeah, yeah, oh, good one. But yeah. the, uh, so um, bear that in mind over the weekend. Uh, how close uh, the guys in second come to that magic number of nineteen? Yeah. Um, and sorry, sorry for the podcast being so uh, numbers based. Well, are we going to do our thing now? Are we going to? Uh, so what's the accumulator of the week? The accumulator of the week? Yeah. So okay. 
I think it, it's not as straightforward as with the Pro 14, where generally the home side wins all the time. I think this, there's going to be some interesting results this week. Okay, so if you look at Gloucester Munster, my money is on Gloucester in that, even though they have nothing to play for. I think Danny Cipriani is enough of a dick that he'll try to ruin the party for Munster. Right, okay, well, I'm going to take Munster. I think Munster will win that. Okay, uh, I'm going to say Leinster at home. Leinster against Toulouse, Leinster to win. Montpellier yeah. at home against Newcastle, Montpellier to win. Ulster at home to Racing. I think I have, Racing will win. I have to give it to Racing as well, yeah. yeah. They kind of need to win just to be sure. True. Um, Bath versus Wasps, we might leave out the accumulator. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, no, well, it's at home in Bath. Wasps have surely given right. it up. Yeah. Sam Underhill is Bath just is great. Action. Sam Underhill is also the reason why uh, England are going to stand any chance now because they actually have a number seven that is English. Mm. Weird that. Um, uh, Scarlet's at home to Leicester Scarlet's oh. only getting five points at the weekend I mean you can say they're arresting their players for this game but why would they arrest their players they're out I'd, I'd say, say Leicester. Leicester will win it yeah. they won't try but they'll no, win it yeah. <laughs> they'll uh, accidentally do it yeah. uh, Toronto I, hosts Edinburgh you say Edinburgh, Edinburgh will win I think Toronto will win that um, I'm taking so extra cast cast will cast. win that yeah. uh, Leon Saracens, Saracens I mean uh, the, the more interesting bet is do Saracens hit 100 points or not um, and Glasgow home card. Glasgow have to win Glasgow that. has yeah. to win that so Glasgow, they will win that, that'll be a bonus point win so so you yeah. can't really extrapolate out to the week after but for that we've got two different accumulators we disagree on I think Munster will beat Gloucester and do you think uh, Edinburgh will beat Toulon yep okay yeah, yeah, yeah. so I'll put I'll put one euro <laughs> I'll put two <laughs> anyway guys we'll talk to you next week and uh, enjoy the rugby this weekend three days of rugby no three days, days. Friday, wow. Saturday and Sunday I mean Let's hope anyone anyone manages to keep a dry January during that. <laughs> well, our game says a one on Saturday. Yeah. Help us. Help us. Okay, talk to you next week, guys. John Barkley comes up to receive the trophy. This, for the Scarlets fans, is simply great to watch. They were outplayed in the first half by a Tudor side that picked and win. The 1872 Cup back in Edinburgh hands. They've beaten Glasgow. The first team in 17 attempts to come to Dublin and get a win. How good is that for you? Oh, it's great. All I'm getting at the moment are players shouting, knock on, offside, tackle out the ball. We're in the wrong sport for that. The Zevo special gets it wide to Earls. And Earls from here means only one thing. The best stadium I've ever played in, the best atmosphere, the, the best supporters. Hopefully one day I'll be back. should of course apologise to any Munster fans listening. Uh, they'll have something to say about whether Leinster are going to be in the final as the Scarlets come again. Oh, brilliant offload. It's Brady with a stroll in under the sticks. Oh, look, it's, it's been a roller coaster um, here all my life. 47-10. Jeez, I thought I was in dreamland when we won the Pro 12. Phenomenal, phenomenal.